For a sound check, what is your favorite thing about Luke? Stop. This is not a soundtrack. Okay, a sound I'll, check. Go, I'll, I'll go, go first. I'll stop. Go first. I love Luke's humor. <laughs> it makes my day. <laughs> the other day I did, I was screaming at, <laughs> I had people to sit down and you were like, yeah. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking awesome. about. <laughs> I was screaming at people to sit down and he was, yeah. Guys, welcome into the Get Body Podcast. Yes. This is your host, Sharkross, aka your boy Share. And as always, I have my beautiful, lovely, amazing co-host. Give it up for Dr. Luke. Hi everyone. When I run for Congress, my first act is going to be to make arson legal. And your favorite jungle kitty himself, David Dutton. And arson legal. Yeah. What what we just had we had a conversation about arson, didn't we? You you realize I'm a I'm a child, um, Pyro. Okay, you could exactly. finally live your dream. Yes, like fire is like my favorite thing. <laughs> An audience, we have Justin Murphy That's on perfect. the podcast today, the little pyromaniac himself. <laughs> Justin, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. If you don't know Justin, get, you should know Justin. An yeah. honorary member of the Five AM, the the first. I feel like you're the first one, right? First one to the Five AM. Like you're the OG. You've been a truther at five AM. You know, I've 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 been truthers in a lot of different classes over over the years. How long have you been? There doing was there was a time when there wasn't a five AM. Oh, there was a time. Justin and I had to come in the afternoon. Oh yeah, you did. What? The because I couldn't do the six AM because it was too late. Oh the man wow. I have it all. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, so I know you, Justin, uh, one, because I always, like, am happy to see you at the gym, but also, um, the other day I popped into five, and I thought, like, oh, and everybody's kind of asleep with that, like, you know, anesthetic or any, yep. whatever we call it. <laughs> Everyone's still a little bit of a sleep, and it was a 30-cal bike. You hopped off in half the time as me, and I, was, I wasn't sleeping on it. And, and I asked you, well, how did you do that? And your explanation was basically, I've got a bike with only pedals and I, <laughs> and I ride it at home at an extremely high interval, like for a long, long time. So then when I come in here, it feels like it's kind of cheating because I get to use my arms too. That's right. What? You know what though? When I saw you that morning, yeah. what was really cool is you walked in barefoot. <laughs> he was earthed. That, that was the coolest thing. He was yeah. earthed. <laughs> That's classic Dutton. I thought, I think, well, if I don't put my shoes on, then I'll be better on time, and it's never worked. I was thinking, this guy's going to ride that bike. Barefoot. He's going to grab the toes right on those pedals. (laughs) I do have hobbit feet. Yeah, you do. Yeah, like, and you can, like, make them wider and, like... (laughs) People, you can't see this right now, but when it gets on YouTube, people will throw up. (laughs) (laughs) It's a prehensile... So how long? So how long have you been doing CrossFit? Since 2010. Since First, 2010. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> this uh, people. This is the part of the show where I ask Justin questions and Char answers. Shar <laughs> has done an unbelievable job of doing some some First digging. Open score 2012. <laughs> yes. And you placed I think 700 and <laughs> I wow. think I no 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 sorry 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 you placed like 7,000 or whatever and this was back in the day when it was like kind of like regional situation or whatever. But I will say the following year in 2013, your score significantly jumped. Wow. You were in the in the 40 to 40, uh, 40, 
40 to 44 range or whatever, the age group. And I mean, you were ranked a thousand something. And I was, I was blown away. I well, would never have looked for that. You said, you said your Amazing. sister got you into it. Well, my sister has always influenced me in fitness. Okay. But she, uh, she had a friend who was here and you guys may recall Jay Younger. Yeah. Those two were friends. Oh, okay. And he shared with my sister, you got to check this out. So my sister and I actually came to a class together. So my very first inaugural class, and we took the class. And I'll never forget because uh, whenever you work out really hard and you haven't worked out at all for a while, what, what happens? You throw up. You get sick. Yeah. And I remember going home. I didn't like throw up or anything. I remember going home and I walked in the door and I curled up in a ball and laid on the floor. <laughs> and my kids are laughing at me, poking at me. <laughs> my sister faints in the room laughing. And my wife's like, what? What? Chris is like, what? What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, give me a banana. <laughs> I need something now. And then I was like, I got to do this again. Oh, that's going to, that's going to fix all my fitness needs. Stockholm right? syndrome. Wow. Mm-hmm. So. So you, but you've stayed with it. I mean, I know that uh, there's a lot of people that'll hop in, hop out, but you've been with it for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you love it? Is it something that you're like, yeah, it's okay? I mean, no, I, I really enjoy it. And probably in the very beginning, I was really into it. Like most people who get into it, it's like, you, that's all you want to talk about, right? It's like, so cool. And it's kind of like, for me, it's gotten past that a little bit. What I really enjoy is the camaraderie with the people. 100%. Yeah. And what I tell tell my wife when I got in, I said, it's really 50% of this is about the people. The other part's fitness. And it's always been about that for me. It's just the camaraderie and the relationships built with the people. And I think we're all very like-minded. Like, yeah. I, I, I can always imagine everybody in this community, I can see us all working together. And, like, we'd all find our place and we'd just be a kick-butt team. And whatever we were doing working together, we'd be the best at it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's the I, kind of respect I have for everybody there. And well, then, so that's high praise. Yeah. Um, what if, if you were to go back to your 2010 year old self, which you would be how old then? 13 years ago, 37, 37. Oh my gosh. Okay. So if you were to go back there, what advice would you give yourself about just about CrossFit? You'd be like, Hey, I've done 13 years of CrossFit. This is the one or two things that you need to know. 37-year-old Justin. Take your time. Mm, okay. Don't hurt yourself. Have you ever gotten hurt? A few times. Really? I've got I've got a pretty tender shoulder at times if I'm doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you love handstand push-ups. Yeah, that's a whole other story. I you used do, to love handstand push-ups. Yeah, I can't do this, though. I... That dates back prior to, to CrossFit, though. I have herniated discs in my neck. So mm-hmm. I learned four or five years into doing CrossFit after doing handstand push-ups that I aggravated my neck so bad that there was a period of time where the pain in my, I thought it was my shoulders. It was really stemming from my my neck. And I couldn't, couldn't sleep at night. It was so bad. And I finally... Wow stubborn self after three or four months of living with that i was like i gotta see somebody this isn't right yeah that's when i figured out that that stemmed from a car accident i was in when i was in my early 20s no way so crossfit actually helped you find an injury you didn't know you had that's exactly right help it so it actually basically healed you of that 
I don't know if I'm healed, but I know what not to do. <laughs> that's why you won't see me landing on my head anymore. No, so. that's good. That's good. Yeah, I guess you you started the sport when it was like growing and like when they're trying to figure out like what is actually CrossFit. Yeah, it was early. I mean, I, there were I, I don't know how long it had been in place by 2010. I think maybe just like a couple of years. Yeah, like four years maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but I remember doing like we had a like um, I've got pictures of this. I'll have to show you guys. Like from really early on, where, this is before Polaris, where um, we we did a fundraising event and it was it was a barbell for boobs and Dan Bailey was there. I think Rich Froning was there. They all came in for this thing. And this is like before they all really hit their hit their strides. It was it was pretty cool. And I've got like pictures of some of these people. No way. That is crazy. And I remember the regionals. You could just go to the regionals, and like all all the stars of CrossFit were right there. We we watch them. I have Krista. Krista found a video um, that I had taken. Probably this is probably 2011, 12, and I'm scanning it. And one of the people that was at the gym was actually in the competition. And this is before Christy and Pat were involved with the gym. And there's, you can see me scanning through with my phone videoing, and there's Pat competing in the in the workout. Really, <laughs> that's crazy! <laughs> so wow, it's it's interesting when you see some of the things of the past, how things have developed and yeah, evolved. Yeah. When and I I know that I'm super excited as far as like. We've asked a couple people, you know, hey, what do you want to know about Justin? And I think that you're revered as somebody that is uh, that is wise, right? So maybe <laughs> maybe it's just that you know what it's it not is. because he's fifty either. <laughs> yeah, it's because he doesn't open his mouth very much, very often. Yeah, yeah, that's why. I think I open my mouth a lot, and so people know exactly how <laughs> unwise I am. But I so I wanted to get a little bit of gauge on what, people want to get to know you a little better. Where. Um, you grew up in Delaware. Delaware, yeah. Go Rutherford B. At the Rutherford B. Hayes High School. <laughs> but you said it was south of Delaware back then where it was a farm. Yeah, I lived on, basically, uh, lived on Berlin Station Road. Go Bears. Yeah. Berlin <laughs> High School. Well, and Tangie's there, yeah. Um, and at the time, it was all farm. And my parents wanted to get out of the city of Columbus, and they moved to Delaware, and Started a one-room schoolhouse and renovated that, and then we moved to a farmhouse. And that, that farmhouse that it had burnt down, and then um, you said it had burnt down. Did it burn, did down? It burn down? Like it burned <laughs> down. It burned down when we were not home, and we came so home, and it was while in possession of it. Do you remember? We're, 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 no, there's pictures of it. Okay, but I was too young. Wait, wait, wait. were you home? No, <laughs> so we were not. We were coming back no, from something. We, but were you there? That's oh. where I live. Is that what you're asking? The child pirate. Yeah, I didn't start this far. Okay. I, started, <laughs> I started a few far. <laughs> I'm thinking of what you've been down yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So, but, so anyways, that's where I grew up. Eventually, my parents rebuilt a house there, and we we lived there all the way through high school. How okay. how old were you when this house burned down? Probably three or four. Man, your parents. I if if I were your parents, I came back home, and it's just like, because how old's your sister at that time? She was probably an infant. Or, or oh my old. gosh, that's got to be brutal for them. Yeah. You show up with your three-year-old and you're crying little baby, and you're just you just look in your house burned down. And you're like, well, gosh. 
I so, think I think my parents found a way to make a party out of it, though. Did they? I was wondering about that. Yeah. So tell me about that. Well, I, I don't know that I can go any further than that because I don't remember. But <laughs> yeah. well, you're, you, you mentioned you said your your parents were kind of hippies. They I wouldn't say they were hippies. They were definitely more wanted to get away from the mainframe. Mainframe. Okay. Yeah. My dad. Like- my dad was a very artistic, music loving, artistic type of guy. My mother. Grew into the corporate world. She really, really liked business and, and business management and, and went that direction. My parents eventually ended up getting divorced when I was a teenager just because they went they, two separate ways. Two separate ways. But <clears throat> who do you feel like you're more like your mom or your dad? Probably much more like my mom, but there's there's a there's definitely a whole segment of my father when I, when I talk about the artistic side of, of life, oh, yeah? I love music. He, he, he absolutely, um, influenced my sister and I on music so much. Played, played the trumpet in high school. I loved playing music. I loved it. It was, it was probably some of the best memories I can remember is when you're, when you're with a group of people and you're jamming out and playing and having a good time. It's, it's, oh, really? yeah. so there's, there's a side of me that really enjoyed that, but then I really gravitated to, Know, just the, the logic side of life, I guess. I would yeah. call it. Um, so on the music side, do you have a couple albums that you're like, I'm standing on a on an island? I also you will, you will never hear me say this is my favorite because I love everything. Yeah. I just I just I got lists upon lists of lists of music that I like to listen to. What were you listening to on the way here? It was I don't even remember. I wasn't paying attention to it to be honest with you. Yeah. Is when you're um when you're like, man, I'm feeling good. I'm trying to like, let's say you get a big deal at work and you're like, man, we got to celebrate. What kind of music are you putting on? It's a great question. Even ballpark. When I'm like, a lot of times I find myself gravitating towards heavy metal. Oh, okay. So give me a band. Give me a couple bands. I've always enjoyed Metallica. Oh yeah, yeah. AC/DC. The, the older stuff, ACDC all day long. Yeah, I, Man, I'm I love, picking up. I'm picking up. I'm learning some knowledge right now. Yeah, you yeah. should see me at five AM guessing all these music yeah. people play. I they're definitely love classic rock, only because it just it takes you back memory lane. So yeah, I always enjoy that. Okay, um, but you know, I, I I love jazz. I love listening to various jazz. I love listening to new age type of stuff. Um, you know, Krista and Orion love country and I'll, i've never really been attracted to it but they'll play stuff and it'll grab my attention and i, I end up liking it and okay. enjoy listening to it so yeah how about that your son does your son play the trumpet he does you guys ever play together no i don't i haven't played i've tried playing his and i can i can still do a scale but it doesn't sound nearly as good as it used to did you to. force him to do that no he picked it up himself <laughs> Wow, <clears throat> the background's where I laugh. So, <laughs> You're such an old yeah. fart. <laughs> Guys, Kristen, I don't influence the kids in any way like that at all. Oh. When, so when you were in high school, were you the band person and then your sister was like the athletic person? Because you said she kind of did sports and stuff. Yeah, she was, I think, if I remember cheerleading and gymnastics, that kind of stuff was her thing and she, you know growing up my mother had her doing things like pageants and uh she would do um talent competitions where she would sing and dance and things like that so she, she was into that big time oh, wow yeah and i was really focused on 
on the trumpet and just went down that. I, I thought it for a while there that's what I wanted to do for for a living, but then it really kind of drifted. When when did you <clears throat> when did it start to drift? Well, one thing I've learned in life is <clears throat> as as I look back at things, is mentors are a big deal. Mm-hmm. When I learned to play the trumpet, there were a couple of really cool people who really took a lot of interest in me and wanting to see me be good at it. So I reciprocated that by giving everything I had to do it. Yeah. And my mom would do anything to make sure my sister and I were wherever we needed to be to like lessons and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I had gone through a series of, of people who were teaching me that I was getting lessons from that really influenced me and, and pushed me along in a, in a real positive way. But in time, what happened in high school is those people went away and I was kind of stuck on my own. And I started to lose interest because the people that were influencing weren't there to, mm. to bring the, the excitement. Yeah. Like there was nothing there to push me into really um, take it any further. So that's where yeah. I started to drift from it in high school and backed away from it. Yeah. So. I was, I was listening to a, uh, somebody on a podcast who was a violinist and had done pursued violin really well. And she made the comment, she said, my nervous system and my cognitive system were developed around this instrument you know, at the same time. Yeah. It's like, there's some nostalgia that there, but there's also some, um significant development that happened like around that instrument instrument um absolutely like i can like i know instinctly how to go through the keys of a trumpet like <laughs> i can run right through them and know what notes are what wow. i remember it's like locked in my memory huh. is there anything else about your childhood that you that you think man this was like a staple or this was something that um <clears throat> you know when you think about oh my th- childhood i think about even if it's like a a food or a taste or a feeling. Is there anything else about your childhood that you think, man, this is a, this is some, this is a piece of it that, that comes to mind. Um, when I think there's, I feel like I had a really cool childhood, a unique childhood living in the environment my sister and I lived Mm -hmm. in. So, um, I don't think I can pin down one thing. We've got really cool family influences. Like I can think of, people in my family that were really neat and how they made life special as a child. And, um, give me an example of one of those. Like our grandfather, my mom's dad was just one of the most loving individuals I've ever met. He'd never met a stranger and just to see him interact in the world and just portray love. Yeah. I mean, he's just like, he, this is the only guy, by the way, he would kiss you on the lips. He'd walk you up on. Whoa. Yep. Okay. When, that's grandpa. That's... When you become a grandpa, <laughs> will you do that in homage of him? That's a great question. I probably not. <laughs> you should think about it. One day. I don't know. <laughs> but um, my sister and I grew up in a really interesting environment. You know, we were we were each other's best friends growing up because we didn't have a lot of neighbors. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah. to have a friend come over was like a real special treat. Yeah. Um, it's not like here where the kids are like running in and out and doing whatever. It's like it, it was a moment. <clears throat> Yeah. So we were, we learned to rely on each other and we really learned a lot together. We had a dog. It was the coolest dog in the world. What kind of dog was it? It was it's a black. I don't even know what it, what it was. It, it came dog. upon us. It found us. And oh, she, wow. she lived with us. I, I've got a picture of this dog with me when I was five until I graduated from college. Or not college, from high school. Really? Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. You we learned a lot about nature with this dog. Wow. 
in a lot of fun ways that kids like things you know it's like stepping on worms watching a dog kill something and eat it and chase something down you know what i mean so. watching dogs light things on fire yeah justin i i have to i have to bring this up because if i did it i think troy would be really sad you know troy troy this one's for you i had mentioned you know when he was in high school he would see you do burnouts or peel outs or something were you a big car guy I, lo- I love cars, but I didn't have anything that would do the, those things. So he must have, there must have been someone else, maybe one of my buddies. One of your buddies. But you did drive a 1977 Buick Regal. Black two door Buick Regal with two red racing stripes on it. Dang, that's And fresh. you blew it up. I blew it up. I bought it, <laughs> I bought it for $500. He I saved all summer for this thing. Gosh. Wait, $500? 500 bucks. Wow. <laughs> just lit it on fire well, it lasted for a while but all those burnouts probably yeah it wouldn't burn out <laughs> i tried but it wouldn't burn out <laughs> that's probably why i mean the, 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 it from yeah. Yeah. Neutral. they had, the, they had yeah. the, the shifter column on the on the steering yes. wheel yes. I mean, and this and the speedometer was like this like i can't I guess i got like a windshield, wiper. windshield wiper. Yeah. yeah 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 no oh phone gosh. in the car yet though i did learn that I only, I think I only had AM radio. Mm. No OnStar. <laughs> no, he. That was back in the day. Velvet, he had the Garmin. Velvet seat Garmin, Tom Tom. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know if I had seatbelts in the back seat. Oh, uh, probably. Yeah, that's that? crazy. How about that? That's actually crazy. Yeah. Just no seatbelts. Mm. That's wild. Going back to going back to high school, uh, back in 1991, you graduated high school playing the trumpet. Did you want to do, Did was there a party that's like, hey, I want to go to high state and join the band? Early in high school, I felt that way. But when I got to the end of high school, I wasn't going to play the trumpet anymore. I didn't have any interest in it. I was ready to discover other things. I, I came out of high school, like, ready to go do something different. Yeah. Yes. So, you went to college. Went to college. Went to Ohio State. Go Buckeyes. The Ohio State. The University. State. Yeah. Let's go. Back. It was a dream. For me, that was a dream to go to Ohio State. Really? Yeah. Where uh, were you? North Campus, South Campus? I didn't live on campus. Okay. Well, I did one year, but it was my fourth year. You commuted for the I first commuted. Okay. Yeah. That must have been a huge life change, I feel like. Right? Because it's like farm, farm environment. Like I guess Rutherford Yeah, Beans, I mean, like, I was a, yeah, I mean, I have by the time I'm in high school. I mean, yeah. everybody's it wasn't out of normal. Okay. But the very probably the first ten years of my life was a little different. But yeah, um, yeah. So I I worked my way through college. So college was on my terms. Yeah, like I it wasn't a race to get done in four years. It was like I was in a race to get my degree. Like I was going to get my degree. Like I'm going to graduate from Ohio State University. And I should probably preface this a little bit. I was not a great student through school because I'm just not. I don't learn really well the way they taught us in high school and junior high, if that makes any sense. It's like, read the book, do your homework, take the test type of thing. I'm not, I'm not good at that. So I was probably an average student, skimmed by, got by. So the fact that I got myself into Ohio State and I was like, this is on my terms. I'm going to learn what I want. Yeah. And I love the idea of having new semesters or quarters and getting to meet new people every single quarter and experience a new class and, it's a class I wanted and one I signed up for. So it was it was cool era for me. Yeah. Uh, coming out of high school and having the independence to make those decisions on my own and, and get through it. 
So what decision was the the degree? Like what what degree did you pick? Well, I initially went in for architecture. Decided about the third year in, that's not what I wanted to do. And I thought, well, landscape architecture. I love landscape. And this is this evolution was going on in my mind because I grew up in a very rural environment and the outside was very present in everything I did. And we had a lot of property and I helped help maintain it. So like when my parents split, I was like in charge of the yard. So the yard was now my my job. And I took a lot of pride in it and enjoyed doing yeah. it. And didn't realize as, as I started going through college, I was like, I, I kind of like this stuff. And um, I went into landscape architecture and it, I did not like the artistic process through the architecture and landscape architecture thing. It was just, you would go through these periods of time where you would have to design and put things together with all these requirements. And then you just have to sit in front of your peers and do this big critique process where everybody's critiquing your work. And it, it just got to a point like, is this the way this is going to go for the rest of my life if I choose this degree? <laughs> like, I don't have the patience for this. You know? it's like, I I'm like, I'm not getting to an end result here. It's like I couldn't see the path. And that's when I decided I wanted to go into horticulture because I knew that path would take me closer to the landscape. And that's when I really decided I wanted to be in the landscape industry. Oh, well. Yeah, I just I loved it. Still love it. So. So when you picked that degree, you were about like, like, cause you, you were telling me last night or 22 last night. <laughs> so 22. When did you graduate? Well, how old were you when you graduated? I graduated, graduated in 98. Okay. <laughs> Boom. <Got it. laughs> so 25. Okay. So one of the questions that I'm curious about. So young blood is not 23, but 24, 24. So if you were to look back at yourself and say, hey, I got, I want to tell my 24, 25 year old self one or two pieces of advice, what would you, what would you say? Well, what I absolutely know has, has been beneficial to me is being absolutely passionate about what you like. Do, do the things you're passionate about, even if it doesn't seem like it makes sense to to you and where you're, you're trying to go. That, that's what I learned is like, I'm passionate about something. And that's, that's what I learned is, is passion too, is relationships. I think I could have, because I was going through college with this mindset of get the class, work for it, pay for it, get the class done and move on. I wasn't paying attention to really what I could be getting out of all of it with probably developing better relationships with like professors or people mm. that could potentially mentor me and, guide me more you know because the more you build relationships with people the easier it is to kind of get through things get things done and understand things and in college i just went at it alone i'm like i'm gonna get this class i'm gonna get it done and get through the other side and there were there were classes i absolutely failed and i was like it's because i didn't put in the time to get to know the people teaching the class to help me get through it yeah and i'm not talking about like a chemistry class like you know those <laughs> general classes those, those just plain suck that's the worst, yeah. <laughs> worst class in the world but yeah but it probably could have done a better job of relationships but at the same time when you're really passionate about something people tend to understand that and see it and that brings people together they latch together and work together and um i think passion is everything about wherever it is you're heading and being happy yeah yeah the passion thing is really interesting because like, I, I am 24, right? And you are double my age. 
Um, More than but, double. But that means I literally have... I haven't even scratched the surface to a lot of my life yet. There's still a lot of life ahead. And if I'm not passionate about what I'm doing, I'm going to get burnt out. It's going to, it's going to hit me. Um, someone I, I I think about is like my dad, like, um, I remember when my dad, uh, retired from the army and we came over to America and he was looking for a job, looking for a job. He ended up doing the railroad, railroad gig. And man, he's been, he's been doing the railroad since 2009. But man, he's he's not passionate about it. And it's been, I've watched, I've watched it slowly just like crush him in and out of just mm-hmm. like day in and day out. It it's more of a paycheck. It's more of like a here until I get to retirement. But I, I think there is the moments of yeah, there is the end goal, right? Of hey, I get the retirement. But really, what's gonna give you life is that Passion. day in. You know? It's the joy, it's the process, it's the um like for CrossFit too, it's the the come in is the camaraderie mm-hmm. you know i don't need to look at the workout i just show up because i got my buddies with me i'm just gonna go grind mm-hmm. it out it's not the 315 clean and jerk right i mean that would be awesome but it's, is that um, your clean jerk max he clean jerk no no his max his max clean jerk is uh 235 that was probably five or six years ago it was yeah. max snatch 165 <laughs> it was 5k time 240 2437 Thing. You have a photographic memory. <laughs> I don't know. I did. Have but yeah. Um, I appreciate that advice. No, I do think when I mean I think the wisdom, like to be able to be self-aware of, uh, you're doing architecture, you're trying to get after it, and then uh, something's like, either freaks you out or it's says, "Hey, man, I I can't. Uh, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life." I couldn't see the path. I couldn't yeah. see why the why was missing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So then. Then you, from that point of graduation to 33, the, the if, you know, may or may not be how old Luke is. I don't know if we're sharing that information or not. You're very secretive about, you know, age. So um, you, between 25 and 33, a lot happened, right? A lot happened. Yeah. So Cliff notes, you graduate college. Graduated college, got really uh, immersed into a job that I absolutely love. Yep. Which uh, was? It was uh, landscape. I worked for a company called Urban Environments back in the time. And I uh, came out of work there. While I, w- I actually worked there for a couple of years while I was in college. Um, <clears throat> is this the one that your mom got you the job? No, that was the printing factory. This is where my, my sister rejected the job. Ah, uh, yes. yes. Wait, and as a throwback, you did work in printing. I did. I which then. Printing for five years. Makes printing really press. That's what actually got me through college. Press. The first five years of college. The printing did. That's yeah. Dude, way to go, printing. <laughs> I just it's shout out to printing. Yeah. Shout out to printing. It's not even zero graphic. Well, you sent it to me the other day. I was like, I kind of like brushed it off a little bit. I was like, I know a little bit about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so. We well actually we can talk because yeah <laughs> talk shop later. we'll talk shop later. <laughs> um, the uh, so y- the job that you worked you were telling us a story tell us a story about how you got the job. You All right, yeah, yeah. So so my sister um, who I admire a ton is hugely into fitness, even though that's not what that's not her primary 
job. She, she does a lot of other things. And um, anyways, she wanted to get a job that she could work out at. And she thought working in the landscape industry would be a great way to get her physical fitness while working at the same time. So she interviewed with somebody and he would not pay her what she wanted. She wanted to make seven fifty an hour and he would only offer her seven. And she came home, told me this story and I was moving towards the landscape industry. I was like, I'll take the job for seven bucks. I'm still in college trying to get through this stuff. And um, what was minimum wage at that time? Four or five? Three fifty, four bucks an hour. So that was that was a good paying job then. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I meet with this guy, small five or six truck business, had a dream of where he was going with this business. And um I remember interviewing with him. He's explaining the business model and what he's doing. And I'm I was just like soaking up like a sponge, like, I want to work here, I want to work with this guy. And uh, so I ended up working there and I worked, I worked with him for well over 20 years. And he, he was my mentor and now is my very best friend. Wow. Dang. Yeah. So it, it's a really cool journey, that, that journey. And um, a lot of things happened over that time. Mm. So. Um, so the, that wasn't the only thing. Yeah. That's where I met my wife. <laughs> yeah, tell us about that. Well, she, I think I'd been working there for two or three years. Very passionate about this job. Loved this job. I sunk all of my time and energy into this job. And one day I, I come in and I see that there's a new executive assistant sitting at the front area. And I'm like, I she was struggling with the printing machine. I don't know. <laughs> Girl, I, I know about the printers. I turned around the corner and I about fell on the floor. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's the most beautiful person I've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> and I remember, I remember she, all I saw was her back of her hair and it was really curly and long. And I was <laughs> like, oh my gosh. And there's, there's this beautiful woman, woman working at the place I love to work. And so we somehow <laughs> figured out she got introduced to me. And then the next thing you know, she and I were, were, were talking and finally muster up the energy to ask her to do stuff with me. And we, we would, we would meet after work and have conversations in the parking lot around the corner. And Oh gosh. Yeah, we it was a secret relationship. And then we had a secret relationship. We didn't let anybody know that Romeo we were and Juliet for at least a year. And what's really cool about that is she had the idea of showing up to a company picnic together, us driving in and coming in together. And that was like our big reveal. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, were these and there were, guys, and there were guys that worked there. It's like you should ask her out. Why aren't you asking her out? And I wouldn't say anything. I just turned a blind. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> what you don't know, right? <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then you gotta you gotta keep telling that story. So, <laughs> yeah, that's not it. Yeah. So, um, anyways, we. We ended, we ended up being together for a while. And then, um, let's see here. What happens? We, we moved in together. We bought, a, we bought a house and it wasn't, wasn't too far from where we worked. And we lived there for a little while, but, um, 2020, 20, no, sorry, 2000. 2001, 2001, September 11th occurs. Well, Chris and I had a trip planned during that very week to go to Las Vegas, Vegas to where I would, so I would go meet her father and, her uh, stepmom. And uh, so anyways, we, we 
flew out there. We we had a great time. We traveled to California and saw Yosemite and, and Death Valley and Sequoia National Park. And um, I think one or two nights before we left, we ended up going down on the strip and gambling. And then she she bet me if she won a bet that we had to get married. And she won and we walked out the door and went and got married. <laughs> <laughs> At the at the little chapel, one at the little chapel it was it was it was like a courthouse type of setting because you had to go in and get the license and it was yeah. like well there's where you want to get married you can do it right there and we knew if we walked out of there we probably wouldn't do it so we walked right over and got married and there was a guy sitting on the bench this this older black gentleman sitting on the bench and the judge says you're gonna need a witness we looked over <laughs> Oh, you're kidding. It's a random guy. It's a random guy. It was our witness. <laughs> Shout out to random guy. Yeah. 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 How about that? Yeah. So wow. that Kristen and I are probably the most planned, strict, um, disciplined, meticulous couple you'll ever, 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 ever meet. Yeah. To, yeah. To, I've to, and there's every every that. once in a while, she and I will do something so spontaneous, people are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. It's like it's like something just hits us at the same time. We're like, we got ass right now. It's like completely against our normal. It's just the yeah. universe is like so, boom. Yeah. That's full send. Wow. And you said that, you that, said that, you that remember, is full send. Yeah. Full the send. definition of full send. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Do you said you remember calling, was it your mom? I called my mother and I remember her starting to cry, saying I would have been there and she would have flown out if we would have said something. I, I could have been your witness. I, know, I, felt, I felt so horrible, but then we got over it. She threw us a party. And we, we, yeah, yeah. It, it's been wonderful ever since. So. Oh my God. Not, not, not that we haven't had our challenges, but it's been, it's been wonderful. So how old were you when you got married then? Well, if it was 2001, we would have been, we're both at that time. We were 29. We just turned 29. Wow. So we're on our, we're about to hit 22. So you're 29, and and then how long after wedding did you? And don't re- don't forget, this is September 19th, 2001. Yeah, yeah. Eight days prior, 2009, 11 happened. Yeah. So oh, the yeah. world, like, think about what the psyche was and everything that was yeah. going when on. When you first told me that you got married like eight days after 9 11, I thought you guys were like. You you were like, baby, I'm I think I'm scared. I'm gonna lose you, girl. Let's get married. The world's a war. Let's do what we gotta I do. I thought that's what happened, but no, you guys were just like, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, if it lands on black, we're getting married. I'm froggy tonight. We got if I win this bet, you know what's going on. <laughs> I'm taking your last name. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. So you got so you get married. Um and then you how many kids do you guys have? Two. Two kids. How far after the wedding did you guys start having kids? One year, right? Brian was born in 2003. Okay. So two years. Two years. And then, yeah. And we, we knew we wanted to have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, we had Owen in 2008. So there's a big span there. And part, part of, I'd say, some of the challenges that, were, that came up for us is um, we, we struggled having kids. Krista went through five um, miscarriages. Oh, wow. Before we had Orion and then during trying to get them, we were really nervous that we may never get the opportunity to have Owen. So, so when you, you were, you asked the question about what do you tell your 33 year old self? That, that was one of the areas that I thought of is like, for, for me, um, 
making sure there's balance because if you remember the story I'm telling about my 20s and getting into my career, I was like haul head in and I was yeah. that that was like number one, go make the best of this career and push as hard as you can. And as Chris and I came together, when we came together quickly, we started having children. She was going through this situation with miscarriages and I'm like, I'm going to go out there and take care of things and make sure we have what we need. And she's suffering through this, this scenario that I'm pretty sure. And she would say this, that I probably didn't give it near the attention I could have mm. partly because I didn't know how to connect to it. Right. Like as a guy, I'm not going through that. So it's mm. hard for me to physically connect to it. And she's grieving and going through that whole process, which mm. was a really difficult time for her and me, but more so her. And I'm just, I just like, I got to go back to work and get, just get shit done. You know what I mean? Go, yeah. go take care of things. And she was going through that process. So that was a real difficult time as we went through that phase. Super joyous of the children we have. Yeah. Ryan and Owen love them to death and are so proud of them and everything. But that journey was a tough, yeah. tough journey. So I say that going back to that 33 year old self balance is really, really important. Yeah. And I, I tend to swing the pendulum too far at that age, one way or the other. And it's, it's important to try to keep things in perspective and do a better job listening to the other people and more empathy and things like that. So those, yeah. those are things I really had to learn that I don't know that I had the skill set going into it. Yeah. Man. Well, being in that, knowing that, I like what you said about hard to connect with it because i think there's some things that you know you look back on and you're like man i'm i would have done it differently but but how would you what would you say somebody that's going through something like that or a similar situation now you know you know like what advice would you give them or what what could you say or do that would help them see that picture or lean in the right way it comes down to just listening listening yeah, I probably wasn't hearing hearing it because I wasn't connecting with with it as well mm-hmm. as I, I could have, you know. Yeah. And listening means being there. Yeah. Don't don't run out the door and go to work because work starts at seven o'clock. Maybe maybe you need to stall for a little bit and take your time and you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. I, I know there was moments like I would prioritize work because it's just like that's the thing I got to do. I told myself that's what I have to do, but here's my wife going through a grieving process that I'm not paying enough attention to. And Mm. I don't know that I had ever really grieved in a way like that. So I wouldn't, I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Use the word priority there. Do you feel like that time in your life was kind of reshuffling of priorities? Absolutely. And you learn, you learn. Did, uh, your mentor at the time, how did that, how did that season look for like, still had the same guy, yeah. the mentor? Yeah. Nice. Um, my, my question is, what, what, what kind of gave you purpose in that, in the day in the day out, right? It's like you, you're going through, and this is like, are you talking about what, what specific, for example, like first miscarriage. Okay. This is hard. This is a tough process. Second one, third one, fourth one. Like what was what was going through your head of, you know, you talked about kind of going all in head first mindset. What's getting you through that? Like what is gonna what's getting you through the hey, it's gonna be okay? 
is that what you guys were saying? Like, it's going to be okay. Or we're going to keep trying. Like, what was Yeah, that's the... exactly. I mean, that's exactly what our mentality is. We got to get trying. But there was also this anticipation of this may not work. Mm-hmm. So as you get a little further down the road and a couple of times it doesn't work, then, then you get a little nervous and I'm more nervous for her because I don't want her to have to go through that again. But I'm very hopeful that we could have another child because we both really wanted another child. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you, we, we had to work through it and, um, I was probably 10 times more optimistic, which probably helped, probably wasn't as helpful as it could have been for Krista because I was like, we can do this again. Let's try again. And she's like, do you realize what I'm, what I just dealt with? I heard like, I mean, get, yeah. let me, let me process and move through this. And I'm not, I'm like, I'm still not trying under, you know, I can't quite understand. I was like, all right, how do we, how do we get to do this again? And, you know, there's doctors you got to talk to. What, what's their advice? You know? Yeah. Now um, this is a stupid question, but I know a lot of people are like, I own a landscaping company. Turns out they have a mower and people pay them to mow lawns. Right. But then some people are like, Hey, I own a landscaping company. I'm like, Whoa, you built somebody's pool and you're like a, like the all like a waterfall and crazy stuff. So like, give me a little realm of where you're at. Like what kind of services we provide or do, what we do everything. Right. So in your, in your years of landscaping, I've done it all. Yeah. Done it all. Cool. Golf clubs. What? No golf clubs. Like uh, golf country course. clubs. Country clubs. <laughs> golf clubs. Okay. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> golf clubs. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Have you landscaped golf clubs? <laughs> I'm still new to the golf thing. So. Okay. So planting, <laughs> like construction pieces, yeah. building. My focus now is strictly commercial business. So commercial business. Yeah, anywhere you know, office parks and country clubs. Schools, kind of, we have got we maintain golf courses. We do, we do all of it. Yeah. So, like, if somebody's <laughs> listening to this podcast, one of our international listeners, and they are like, "Hey, I own a business. I need somebody to take care, like That's to maintain. Do. Yep. Like, do you develop? You're like, hey, we build them too. Okay, so you build them. So you may talk to like, you know, construction companies and things like that. Yeah. Doctor Luke, who's like, hey, I want three more trees out here. Maybe you're specific. You do all that. Okay. Um, what would you? So, man. Would the would the advice be different to because 30, 38, I mean, in from thirty eight to fifty, right? Your kids are growing up. You're wait, you're fifty. <laughs> he just turned fifty. I know. I'm just kidding. Give him our Is that why we're doing this? <laughs> <laughs> this is it's all downhill now. You're yeah. at the peak. Yeah. <laughs> you're at the peak of the the mountain. Okay, so so I've been ta- I was talking to uh, the short of it is I was talking to Ryan and I was like I have six months goals. He's like. That's way too short. You need to have 50 year goals. And I'm like, I'm not going to be alive when I'm 87. And so he said, you're probably right. You should have goals to when you're 50. So I'm like 12 things that in the 12 years that I should do, or like I'm passionate about, or I want to get done. So now that you're 50, looking back over the last 12 years, what are you most proud of? My kids. Yeah. The 22 years of marriage. Mm. There's a legacy there that I think is more important than. It's at a point now where it's like Chris and I are very proud of where we are. Personally, like there's a lot of people and we've been through some stuff. A lot of people would have left like I'm out of here and we keep coming back and like we're going to keep marching forward. We're really proud of that. 
Yeah. I think the relationships, like I said earlier, relationships are probably the most important thing. Mm-hmm. I would, so when you're saying goals and what you're thinking of, like when you're 50, did I, did the things I thought I would have happen? I, I never thought I would be where I am 20 years ago at all. How's that? Because I didn't have, I didn't, ex- I didn't expect. I guess I didn't expect to be where we are and any, because I didn't know what it would look like. You know what I mean? You don't know what it's going to look like. So the only thing you can really put goals are kind of monetary, right? Like this is like money. If I want to have this, I want to have that, or if I want to make sure I have enough retirement for this and that. But I think the further I got into like my thirties and forties, it was about the people around me and and that probably, as I got in the forties, things really started to shift because what was happening is like my father passed away in my early forties and then my grandparents passed away. Krista's uh, grandmother passed away. Krista's sister who passed away. So things are like COVID occurred. So if you think about that span for me from 40 to 49, there was a lot of things that occurred that um, changed the normal dynamics of our lives, like the family get togethers don't mm-hmm. happen like they used to because the people just aren't there anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that the, 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 you're, and now it's like, we're kind of moving into that place where we're the ones leading those moments with our family. And so I don't know if I'm answering your question very well. You are, you are. I think when, and what I heard you say a little bit was that one, you said you're most proud of your relationships. And I think it definitely, um, there's a lot of life that what you had said of, I didn't know I was going to be here because I really couldn't see a vision of what, like, I just couldn't see that. Right. right. I didn't know. So are there things, and I think relationships is a, is a big one. I, I hear you when you say that. Is it, is it that, or is there other things that you'd say, man, these are the things that are worth investing in, or these are the things that I've found that I can see now because I've done it that, that I want to either share the value of, or that I've been really happy. I invested in, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now that you're there and you're, you're like, man, really happy about this. What, what would you, what would you reflect on being happy about investing in, or even tell somebody like me and like, Hey, make sure you're not going to know it now. Cause you won't see it, but invest in this. Cause you're going to, it's going to matter. Well, just walking in your house and seeing your three children. Yeah. You can't put enough investment in that. Mm. Just there's the, the, the reward of watching your children turn into the human beings. They will, regardless of what they turn into is just, it's, that's the reward. Mm. There's nothing more rewarding than that. That's, there's no, uh, I can't even put it into words because it's just really cool. The, mm. the, the, the ride that Krista and I are, are on together and how we're doing things together, working together um, to, to continue to move our family forward. And then, you know, the extended family, when it comes to, to our parents and, and um, sharing all the, all the things and friends and how, how that all comes together is, is, is really, that's what I'm appreciating every single day. That's yeah. 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 I think there's um, the part you said about kids, right? Um, as I've gone through this engagement season, 
there was a moment that that just really hit and it blew my mind um the father-daughter dance at a wedding right everyone's like oh it's so cute whatever i was hanging out at the office one day and ryan um it was during valentine's day he's like yeah i always take my kids to like a little dance and he's like yeah just go dance with them i was like whoa stop wait so like you dance with your little kid and then you watch them grow up and then they get married and then you dance with them at the at the wedding it's uh, like i don't want to talk about that my kids are still little yeah it's <laughs> like, like yes you have the kids yet <laughs> i don't even have the kids but i'm like that's the um that's the joy cycle, right yeah, yeah like i i was yesterday oh god <clears throat> yesterday i was i was working on my dance with my mom and that was so fun because it was like you know i'm like i watched my mom dance like she was like a little kid and first that made me laugh but it's like i'm also now it's like man i'm like really like a grown-up person you know and this this mom of mine has been you know she's fought for me she's advocated for me she's changed my pee pee poo poo you know like (laughs) like she's fed me she's like she has you know even when it's like i'm stupid and dumb in high school not doing my schoolwork or i've done some really dumb things but my mom's been you know been through it all yesterday we had our and i i don't care what the men say but you know (laughs) me my mom my brother we had our spa day (laughs) I got a mani oh pedi. <laughs> I knew oh that's where this was going. Like, but like, my mom didn't have any girls, you know, and that's like. I bet she had a blast. Yeah, and I was like, you know that, that's it, right? Like you, you talked about your wife, um, and I'm thinking about this engagement season, and that's that's been the joy of it. Like, I feel like you, you, when you date someone, you kind of know them, but then when you get engaged, it's like a whole new level of depth. Sure, there's a microscope going on there, in there? Yeah. And then you get married. Like, as of recent, I'm, like, having these conversations with Grace. And I'm, like, oh, like, this is getting, like, I'm, like, talking about, like, like, we're getting to the root of things. You know, it's, like, and then it's, like, you talked about your heart season with Krista. Like, I, you didn't even get, I, I don't even know what that process was like with all the, the hardships with people passing, you know, and you guys' relationships and families. And, like, that's a whole new layer of depth. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's like you look back on, you know, generations and that's what you see, you know. Um it's a small side note, like on we went to this old person's home uh a few weeks ago. Grace was Grace was helping someone out and uh part of her program is she's at a service learning thing and uh she she's helping someone um that's like she I forget her age, like eighty something. And this lady was just talking about her life, you know, that's the treasure she's holding on to, not the, the monetary, not the mm-hmm. anything else. It's the, the life, all of that, right? The travels, the, she, she was saying, she's like, yeah, my boat got capsized. I treaded water for nine hours. It's like, what? Like, what? <laughs> that's like, a story. Yeah. yeah. My, she's like, yeah, I lived out of van, ate hot dogs for dinner. I was like, what? <laughs> You know, and, and then all, you know, it's like, yeah, I bought a house. And my son came over. We built this house together, basically. So that's mm-hmm. life, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So 
We appreciate that wisdom. Yeah, it's like you're mentoring us right now. Yeah. So I, I have some questions about some practical tips, but like the, the next question that I didn't text you that I thought, what about like what in the next 10 years, right? The next decade, right? You'd be 60, still smoking people on that Echo bike, <laughs> right? Yeah, he sure. probably will be. Yeah. Question, when you smoke people so hard on the Echo bike, do you look over at Randy and be like, Randy, you're a cyclist. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, shit. You know, I don't see Randy very often. You so. don't. But yeah. you do see Troy, you know. Oh, what's that? Oh, okay. I was like, why do you smell vanilla? Okay, good. I feel like... So, so, so okay. Sorry. I just didn't know. Sorry. I, and, and I mean, shout out to Randy, because usually he's saying that to me. Like, right. hey, dude, you're right. half my age, and, you know, we just crush you. So I just didn't know what it's like to be under your shoes. <laughs> but do you have anything in the next, I mean, the next 10 years? Like, man, I... Um, even in a relationship sense. Yeah, I mean, well, I think, you know, seeing Orion continue to flourish in college and Owen still has three years of high school left and um, just being as supportive as possible to them and, and, and watching them be passionate about the things they like. I get a lot of joy out of that. And um, I think Chris and I, you know, we, we keep doing things more and more together as it's just, you know, we're relearning how to date again and do things just the two of us, you know, uh, we've done a couple trips, little trips together. And I think we want to travel more. Yeah. You know, I think it's probably more about experiences at this point, you know, just as capture as much of experiences as we possibly can that, that we enjoy. I mean, there's places we haven't been in the United States, let alone outside of the United States that we, yeah. we dream that we want to do. So we'll, we'll probably be a little more aggressive about doing that over time. Nice. Give me some practical tips. Like, hey, good. Here's some things that work for you in uh, like having a healthy marriage. What do you say? For example, if <laughs> for example, if she says, "Hey, get me Taco Bell," but then she texts you a minute later and says, "Never mind." What do you do? Oh, this is a trap. I know this. I know this answer. What are you doing, Justin? This is it. 22 I, years I, I of marriage right here. Let's if see I was on my way, I'd probably still get it, not say anything, and bring it back. And it was like, if you want it, great. If not, it's okay. I, I mean, I, here, here's what happens. Ice cream's on the grocery list. Don't get the ice cream. I get the ice cream. Yeah. That's, yep. Okay. Well, and then I can get my ice cream. <laughs> 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 I got to have my ice cream. Every day, I got to have ice cream. You're there just like Lou. There it is. I eat ice cream every day. Oh if my I don't gosh. Eat ice cream, I eat cookies. And I'm a really? chocolate fanatic. I love chocolate. You should have told us. Why are we the okay. same person? I know. I eat well, ice cream every day. Okay. I gotta have chocolate like four or five times a day. Okay, side note, uh, side note. Have you guys tried the uh the Nestle? You know how they have the normal like drumstick, right? They have now the mini drumsticks where it's just the basically the drumstick part and then just a little nub of ice cream. What a tease. Me, me and my brother have been just, housing Just those. get the bowl of ice cream you want. Yeah. <laughs> There's a piece of advice right there. Yes. Get what you want in the way you want it. <laughs> don't um. have to, don't waste your time getting to the bottom. It's like the, it's like the no, Tootsie no. Pop thing. That's, that's, that's the, the point. Yeah. Like Justin, that's the point. They give you 20 of these, 20 of these. So it's like the little drumstick part, the bottom part. They give you the bottom, like the They waist. give you the bottom with just a little Actually, nub of ice cream. So I've never had a drumstick because I'm allergic to nuts. But in my ice cream cone, my favorite part is the cone. Yeah. So I would, if you, if you give me a cone, 
like with oh man the crunchiness and the waffle the crunchiness with the ice cream with the chocolate oh, oh, no. for me always got in the way the minute they start dipping it in cups i went right to the cup mm. yep so question so other question tactical question about uh how what's your you said you go on a bike at home like how often give me some recipe that i can do it's usually at one day a week and i'll just grind just it out on, i grind out on the bike it's I'm a little obsessive compulsive. Okay. Okay. So if the bar is here, the bar is here. So you said you the bar is like to your eyeballs. You're like, like no, we're it's... gonna go a foot above that. Right. Okay. So so you like a one day a week, like on Thursdays, Sundays. It's usually on the weekend. Okay. You hop on the C two bike after just... comp class. When are you when are you doing this? It's usually on Sunday. Sunday. Okay. So your rest day or during the week if I don't get in for some reason during the week. So how so what time of day in the morning? Usually in the afternoon. Afternoon. How long are you on there for? I aim for twenty thousand meters. Twenty, and I won't give meters. up unless I get the fifteen. Sometimes I can't get all the way to twenty because I just don't have the mental capacity. To go Which is about like forty minutes, right? Forty, yeah, thirty-five, forty minutes. Okay. It's it's this probably reveals my personality, but it's it's about beating the clock. That's all I'm sitting there doing. I'm like I'm measuring myself and just trying to beat the clock. Mm. beat it i mean like hit like make like, it like i have a trying. goal here and it's like all right i gotta stay above this goal and the, the you know the ticker's counting you can just sit in there and that's what i'm doing in the gym is like when i'm sitting there doing rowing or skiing it's like i find this pace and it's just like keep it hover above that right there yeah keep okay. it above you know the thousand or for justin it's the 1400 yeah probably yeah. more like 1600 but yeah yeah okay mm. yeah right on do we have any other questions for justin yes okay this wasn't in the text. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> love languages. Yes, love languages. Oh my gosh, I don't remember. Here's the five: physical touch, quality time. Kristen knows what it is. She's we've we've gone through this, but it's been years ago. Quality time so is probably what you're gonna be. It's probably words <laughs> of affirmation. Words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts. Acts of service. Too. Mm. Words. I think it's words of affirmation or acts of service. I'm surprised you're not a quality time. I feel like that would have been your number one. Spending time with people. Like you feel love spending time with someone, like genuine time. Like, but yeah, but well, if you come back home, he's talking about like what he, like how he shows love or how he receives love. Usually they're one and the same. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're not. Yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) So you like, you feel most cared for. When someone does acts of service or words of affirmation, it's probably more words of af- affirmation. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, why do you like when I scream at people? Oh, I find it so humorous. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome, man. <laughs> as long as it's not at you, right? Well, even if it is at me, I'm just gonna laugh. Oh man. Okay. Well, what other questions? Are there any questions? My one question is, you've hinted throughout your whole story kind of of how incredibly beneficial mentors has been mentors have been in your life, not including your kids. How are you mentoring someone? Is there someone that you're mentoring? And it's okay if it's a no. I, right now, I don't know that I have anyone pinned down, but I have definitely mentored people in stay connected with those individuals what what is the piece of advice you would give to mentor mentoring others for example 
I have a person that is in college. He's a sophomore in college. Care deeply about him. And that's been the person that I would say I've been mentoring since he was a freshman in high school. What advice would you give me? Well, I think the thing that makes mentoring special is it reciprocates both ways. Mm-hmm. So it's a give and take. It's like you're you're giving, but someone's receiving. You know what I mean? If, yeah. if, if those two things, and it goes back and forth, like you'll take two as well as, you know what I'm saying? So I think if that's not happening, it's not a true mentoring you know, it's like going to class and you're, you're in class because you have to be there, right? Yeah. It's an attitude thing. It's like men- mentoring is when there's a real good bond and a relationship between two people and it's genuine about helping each other out. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. I, I like to think about it like mentorship too and in even small ways too of like 5 a.m. class. I remember when I first was like, okay, why am I going to go to 5 a.m.? I was like, one, you and Troy. I was like, you guys are going to be the ones up high that I'm going to look, look and learn from, you know, hopefully you guys can kind of teach me something or I can learn something from you guys for our fitness. But then there's got to be someone younger below me too. Cause I don't think mentorship is just a, um, is there someone just ahead of you? Right. It goes both ways. It goes both ways. Cause now for me, there's, you know, there's someone at the 5am that's I'm like, Oh, he's a little bit newer. I want to make sure he's learning too. Because honestly, too, he kind of lights a fire under me as well. That's that's what does it. Yeah, that's what makes it fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it pushes it pushes both directions. Yeah, it pushes both directions. Pushing P. Oh, speaking of pushing, are we pushing P? Did you ask your question? The love language, is right. Oh, the love language. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's an easy one. Simple question. Yeah, that is really. Just want to know how well you better. Just wait until you get to the two minute drill. Then it's going to get very challenging. So what's what's the push and peeves? The oh oh, Luke, what's been pushing <laughs> your pee this week? Okay, well I have two things. It's the pet peeves. Do I need to take those? No. No. Just this is where you get spontaneous. Okay. All right. So so the first thing is relatively recent. It's been kind of like kind of on and off for the past few years, but uh, especially with this weekend with the CrossFit Games being this weekend. Yes. Oh. So um, <clears throat> there's a particular uh, announcer or like John Woodland common commentator who I abhor. Like if this person just like fell in a hole, I would be and like didn't come out like ever again. I'd be totally fine with that. A bad peeve, man. Yeah, Chase Ingram is the worst CrossFit commentator ever. Your pet peeve is a person, yes, human being. Yep, hundred <laughs> percent. Just wondering in what world are you falling in a hole? Where are you at? Are you in like Africa, where like nobody here? There are holes everywhere. How are you gonna fall He's, in a hole? Think, think about like the like the the ones in New York where it's like you're walking oh, like a, like a manhole. Man no, what's that movie? Um, it's a Disney movie. Where this guy's like walking and then he dies. Soul. Yeah, soul. Soul. Where the guy's walking in normal life and then he falls in the hole or gets hit by a car yeah. and dies. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, okay. So so chasing room is your pet peeve. Yeah. Well, he, just, not about him commentating. What like, about it? He some of the things that he said this weekend while watching events were so not only unfounded, 
but just so ridiculous mm. and so just like out of I don't even know like what he was thinking when he was talking about it. I was like, like I'm ready I, for can't, some I can't give you I can't give you any any quotes. Oh, but but there are multiple times that I was listening to it. I was like, did did he actually just say that? Like, have you ever done a cross like a crossfit workout before? Like, what are you talking about? Or like he'd be commenting on some on like the camera would be on somebody and he'd be talking about someone completely different. I was like, do you know like you see what we're seeing? Like you can, it was it was awful. That's multiple chase. times you can ask uh, Alex. Alex Majors and I were talking about it. Okay, mm-hmm. we were very very mm-hmm. peeved. Also, Stacey Tovar wasn't very good either, but Tia was great. I loved listening to her. Ah, uh, yes, her. during uh, yes. events. Event two. Was no, the I don't flip. remember. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. It was that. Yeah, yep. I'll have to go back and listen because that was one I did not see. Big yes, flip. heat, uh, heat one. Yeah, heat yep. one. It was real good. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, you should just stay on here. This is great. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you're actual competitor and you know the ins and outs and you've been doing it for right. Well, she's also like super intelligent in the way that she processes things and communicates. Whereas there might have been another athlete who was out there commentating, who they asked, well, if you were here, what would your strategy be? And she may or may not have been so eloquent. Like, well, I think that I'm better at the first part. So I would just do that better. And then like the second part, I just wouldn't do as good. Who said that? Yeah, what are you talking about? That's Brooke Wells. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> she was talking about her sister and was, that part was really sweet. But then like, Asked about like the, the actual strategy for the work. Brooke Wells is also a pet peeve of mine. But anyway, pet peeve number two. Mm. <laughs> uh, get ready, folks. So, so just I, breath and fire came out. I, I would. I've been. Um, You're turning red. Well, I am kind of hot now. Um, the. Any any sunblock or sunscreen that is above SPF 30. Oh, my gosh. So 50, 70, 100, you know, all those SPF numbers that they have that, you know, you pay more money for and et cetera. It does nothing more than 30. It does nothing more than 30. Wait, can you clarify? What does the numbers actually mean? Um, I don't does it mean that. like you get less brown? How much more protection you have. The higher the number, in theory, the more, the more protection you have. The sun, so the less brown you get. So you're saying after 30, you still get the same amount of brown. Correct. If you're in the same amount it's of It's the sun. same amount of protection as an SPF 30. Really? Yes. Is this proven? Yes. No. Yep. Are you Googling it right now? Because <laughs> here's, here's, here's the case. Like, I would you, get... Did you hear that online, or did you actually oh, see no, no, a study? No. The SPF rating only refers to UVB rays. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? It's just like, wait, but I said it. It's like UVB holes. And SPF what? 15 blocks 93% of radiation. SPF 30 blocks 30 or 97%. After that, the difference in protection is small. So you do if SPS 50 goes up to 98 oh, yeah. and 100 stops so 99. So while it is color. a difference, it's just a very minimal, very minimal difference. So, so proven wrong. 
that that while it may be a pet peeve of yours, legitimately, it does legitimately. It it really makes me upset that they market this as like extra, like way that's, more protection. That's the problem, yeah. but it's not. So marketing, false marketing, or uh, or um, they should just put the misleading marketing. Just put the percentage of protection on the thing. Well, no, because then you know, right, ninety eight percent. But a hundred, it looks way better than thirty. So, like, oh, I get like a lot more protection with uh, hundred. Actually, I, yeah, that checks out. Yeah. So you're more if you like you, you're Please pale and call me Casper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're more apt to buy a hundred than thirty. A hundred percent. Right, but now you don't have to. Because two percent difference does nothing. Yeah, you just eat a salt. Except for eat. out of the hundred people, the no, two you don't people have to buy it. Thing. But, yeah, you know. Yeah, that extra two percent. You, you know what? No, you it doesn't. It, you could. You could. Like pick it right in front of the sunblock aisle. Yeah, it's a it's a sham. It's a sham. It's yes. a sham. Yes. <laughs> Luke, wait, where's Coach? <laughs> Justin, he's, he's picketing at Maya right now. Do you have pet peeves? I do. Oh, That's, I want to hear them. Yeah, I'm interested. I have a CrossFit pet peeve. <gasps> oh, what? And it only has to do with my age. What? I think it's Pants crazy. No, it's crazy. <laughs> On your birthday, you have to do birthday. <laughs> I don't know about you, but when I grew up, when I, my birthday, my grandfather got a lot of joy out of spanking my butt. He thought that was fun. No, come here. Let me spank you for how long you want. <laughs> so in my mind, birthday burpees are no different than that. Oh, it's I thought punishment. you wanted to be spanked instead of do burpees. No, it's like, right it's along. traumatizing. Like, I, don't want be, I don't want to be spanked on my birthday. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that back in my day, it was different. But no, it actually is a continuation of your day. It's crap. Justin, yeah. I have a question. Would you rather get spanked, you know, say if you're turning seven, would you rather get spanked seven times or kissed on the mouth seven times by your grandpa? Well, grandpa, he just exude love, man. <laughs> He's taking kisses. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Kisses He's taking over my, kisses. Over the whacking all day long. Yeah. Taking the kisses. Yep. Man, now we know okay. we're so, so, you know, like okay. so that drives me nuts. I will Why say punish somebody for their birthday. That's not punishment. Yeah, it is. I will say, me and Randy, when we did 53 burpees, it was actually kind of brutal. It was just yeah. like at the end of the workout, Randy's just, you know, barely holding on. I was like, Randy, let's we gotta finish this. But you did yours. Uh, it was a shared effort. Yeah, so shared I effort. Appreciate, I really appreciate that. That made my day. Mm. Okay. It made it a good day. Okay. So birthday burpees. And then the only other thing that really gets under my skin is seeing cigarette butts all over the place. Wow. Okay. I'm a landscape guy. I, I cherish that stuff, and people just throw their stuff everywhere. It's It makes me angry. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I can, I can feel that. It's Yeah, it's frustrating. Oh. You did have a list. Did you have other stuff? Those are the only peas I have Oh, is the only two things you wrote on the on the well, No, I, I I took notes on all the questions you guys sent me. That's what this is. Just making oh. sure I don't forget. Okay. It's not what Luke thought it was. He thought it was map quested directions. <laughs> no, that's what you thought it was. Thank you. <laughs> David, I guess we never asked you. Do you have pet peeves? What's your pet peeve recently? Uh, you're putting me on the spot. I had a really good one about my pet peeve being in your, like incorrect information. Stop. You know, like this one over here. You spew incorrect information all the time. False. No. Okay. False. It's a Do, I, do you have pet peeves? Um, I I don't think so. Um, oh, I have another one. I've got like small random things, but I don't think those are pet peeves. Oh wait, I guess I'll say that. So, one. you know, I don't really have pet peeves. No. 
Okay. Two in a row. Should well, we do it? Yeah, I think we should do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll do two. Okay. So, two minute drill. Do you know how this works? I think so. We just ask you anything, and if I don't have an answer, just pass. Yeah, you have to answer. make something up. You have to okay. shoot from the head. Yep. Spontaneity. Yeah. Okay. This is this is your spontaneity thing for you for, know, the, the next, for the for the next ten years. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Beep. If you had uh, your death row meal, what would it be? It'd be my mother's roast beef, mashed potatoes, gravy, and green beans. Well, let's go. If you <laughs> would you rather have an octopus stuck to your face for the rest of your life, or be naked in the desert? Naked in the desert. That's my pet peeve. Is you asking that question? <laughs> um, if you had sign for the world to see, what would you put on the sign? Quote, picture, favorite saying. You gotta go. You gotta go. I know. Um, I'd want something funny, but I'm trying to think of something that would be a funny quote. Okay. We can come back to it. All right. If you could relive a moment with uh, Orion when she was younger, what would it be? I've relived everything. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> What's the capital of Argentina? Buenos Aires. That's not for you. Thank you. What's the capital of Uruguay? Don't know. Okay. Carlos. Next. I had another question. I'm going to pass. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about your wife? Um, she's super intuitive, kind, loving. Favorite she, 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 she thinks like she can feel what everybody's feeling she mm. knows you know what's your favorite ice cream flavor chocolate dark chocolate chocolate, dark chocolate. chocolate. all the chocolates put together okay mm. what's your crossfit Whoa. workout what's your crossfit workout to just straight up we're gonna get in just stop the timer i always i always always like the sevens oh the what the sevens that's oh that's a terrible workout what is that Oh, it's a hero workout. The sevens? Yeah. That's a grinder. Seven rounds of seven movements. Seven times. Oh, God. Yeah. It's like, there's handstand push-ups in it. Well, I haven't done it. (laughs) Thrusters. Look forward to it. Two last questions. First last question is, uh, well, it's a two-parter. Are you a reader? Do you like to read? I love to read. Yeah? What's the book? What is the book that you've given as a gift? That's my pet peeve. (laughs) It's an unbelievable question. I've given, I haven't, I've handed over, but like, uh, there's a book called The Go-Giver. I thought was a really good one. It's got a mix of of business and real life stuff. Um, Tuesdays with Maury Mm -hmm. was a good one. So nice. Do you have a, what book are you currently reading? My mother gave me a book called The Extraordinary... Extraordinary Life of Sam Hell. Huh. I can't put it down. Is that a I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not like a novel type of reader, but this one this one keeps pulling me in pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. Uh, that was your two. No, that was the, that was a three parter. Oh, that's that was, that was the first question. Second question is: It's not the five minute drill. When's the first thing that comes to your mind when I say? When is a moment that you remember thinking? In that moment, wow, I was made for this. 
first first thing that comes to your head. <laughs> I'd like to say of being a parent. Yeah. Right on. What hard drugs have you done in your life? Come on. <laughs> you, you I do want to hear this. I do want to hear this. <laughs> say it, Justin. I, Let the people know. I don't think I've ever done a hard drug. Oh, man. Okay. You've What's done a hard weed. drug? Huh? You've done some weed. Oh, weeds definitely have happened, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a hard drug, That's man. definitely happened. Um, oh, his major is horticulture. Of course, he's on weed. Yeah. I thought for sure that you were going to try to get He's him a little pyromaniac. You're going yeah, to try to get him to a, get, like, confess to burning his parents' house down um, as a four year old. Yeah. Well, when I was four years old, I was experimenting with a lighter underneath the couch in our living room and I lit it and it lit the couch on fire and my parents were asleep. And I can remember them carrying it out the front door and throwing it in the This was hall. after the first house. Wait, this is for real. Yeah, this is after the house. <laughs> <first> house. <laughs> no way. Yep. No way. As soon as he said four years old, I was like, oh okay. my gosh. Now, this does say, I mean, like, so you were downstairs <laughs> with a lighter at four years old and your parents are sleeping. Well, my parents back then all smoked. There are lighters everywhere. There are matches everywhere. Oh, yeah. Ashtrays everywhere. I mean, think so about it. So he's like, yeah, so you're just wandering the house. I was just like, up. this is cool. And I'm under, I just wanted to turn it on myself, and I'm doing it. But that, like, there was felt underneath the couch. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it caught on fire, and I was like, oh, shit. And I started screaming. <laughs> <laughs> mom, 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 mom. I lit the, I my sister lit this on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'd light my sister's toys on fire. Oh, yeah. that's a no-no. Yeah. Justin, <laughs> thank you for coming on the podcast. My respect for you is really high, and it just like has grown. Oh, Justin's an all timer cool. for sure. Uh, oh, like so much. Yeah. You guys are way too. You're fun. a pyro. You love chocolate <laughs> ice cream. He eats ice cream every day. Every day. I think that the gym is better for having oh. gotten to know you a little bit better. And I would say also that. You just you have a ton of life experience to give. Keep mentoring people. Like, I appreciate keep that. Keep doing that. But you guys are also part of what makes it all fun too. So don't forget it. It's, it's everybody. It is. I think people would beg to differ. <laughs> Audience, thank you for checking out the podcast. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye.